0: Hey guys and welcome to episode number four of the Shrewsbury Biscuit podcast with Becky Riddick from Participate in Riverside in town. This is an odd episode to listen back to because I kind of sound like Barry White. (laughs) Listen to my voice now uh, compared to back then when I recorded this which was only a few weeks ago. I just finished um, Halloween at the prison so my voice was like kind of gone Uh, but you know we got to keep going. Um, so I did the episode, and it was a great episode, actually. Um, the message is relayed through the episode, um, but I will maintain it. If you've got a few minutes to spare and you fancy just going for a nosy somewhere in town, pop your head into participate. That's the third time of me trying to say that. It's quite a tongue twister. Pop your head into participate. Uh, it's great. There's so many great things to look at. Uh, it doesn't matter what kind of art you're into. There's something for everybody's taste there, and I think it's a great project for the community for everyone to kind of get involved and you know find something that might spark an artistic streak in you. I want to give a, a shout out to um, to Planet Donut as well this week who managed to sit down and record with me. Uh, I want to also apologise to uh, to Matt from Chef Sophie because we were supposed to sit down um, and. For an interview on Wednesday, but obviously, you may have seen from my social media, I've not been very well. I've been overdoing it a bit, um, coming off night shifts and just sleeping, sleeping, sleeping. That's all I've been doing. Um, but you know what? Um, I've got a bit more energy now, and uh, we're going to get these interviews done ready for December. If anybody knows someone that would be great for this show, um, please, please give them my details, um, and I'll just let them know I'd like to speak to them. We've got a lot coming on, uh, for. January and February because we've got the build-up to the Darwin Festival and then we've got the Darwin Festival You may have seen um, these new posters I'm rolling out, just little teasers of what's coming for the show and for the town Um, But after then, I'm going to want to speak to all kinds of people in Shrewsbury, so let's get the ball rolling now, shall we? Yep, episode number four coming at you right now, I hope you enjoy it, let me know what you think Welcome to the Shrewsbury Biscuit Podcast Hey guys, how's it going? Welcome to the the Shrewsbury Biscuit. Um, Excuse me for my voice being a bit shot. Uh, I was working at the prison last night, uh, scaring a lot of people and doing a lot of shouting. So my voice is very raw today. Uh, Today I'm joined with uh, Becky Riddick who works at Participate uh, which is an amazing place uh, in Riverside Mall. Um, It's it's an art gallery right?
1: Yeah it's an art gallery but we also have um, studio spaces for for artists and project spaces for everyone to come and enjoy.
0: <laughs> this place blew my mind, and I don't know why I, I came into this place so late uh, to to look at you know um, interviews for the for the biscuit. But this was one of the last places I came. And I don't know why I came here. Um, last time was last August, uh, and I walked in here just just on a whim, really. And this place blew my mind. There were so many amazing things going on. Uh I brought I've come here with my little boy. They had uh, the lady does the, the the stacking of the the milk caps.
1: Sarah Mai. Yeah. Yeah plastic pixel art. She's yeah. very good.
0: Yeah, it was amazing. I, I was um I was trying to build this really big tower and my little boy, who's like two at the time, kept pushing it over. I was like, Don't make me beat you <laughs> <laughs> Let's do this. Like you, know, you kept ruining it. But that that was quite fun. Um we come to talk today about um kind of uh, art and in, in Shrewsbury, uh, you're going to be our first artist on the show. So wow. Yeah. I
1: feel privileged. <laughs> yeah, it's,
0: it's, and it is a privilege to have you on the show as well, because it's a Sunday morning. Uh, it's absolutely tearing down with rain. And Becky's actually come and opened the place just so that we can talk. So I'm absolutely honored to, be to have done that for us. And
1: it's great for you to be here.
0: You know? And uh, yeah, I mean, <laughs> this is what this, this show is, is designed to do is to, is to take people like yourself. Uh, and and just talk about what you guys do you know okay. um, let people know because i'm sure a lot of people walk past this building uh, and not understand what's going on here i mean there's a giant art written in our uh, big orange uh circle and what have you on the outside but you know it'd be it'd be great if people could understand the artists in here and come in and be like oh they've got an interesting story i'd love to go and talk to them about that so thank you very much um so tell us a bit about yourself. Um, who are you and what do you do? <laughs>
1: who am I? That's who? always that's always an interesting question, isn't it? Um, I, my name is Becky Riddick. I paint under the name of Rebecca Sarah. So a lot of people know me professionally by that. Yeah. Um, I'm a mixed media artist. So I don't necessarily stick with one type of um, material. Yeah. Um, I generally uh, specialize in painting and emulsion printing but I have used textiles, I have used found objects, I've used hypodermic needles, I've used coins, um, hair extensions, all sorts of weird and wonderful things that I find or collect on my travels and put back into the office.
0: very creative and i bet your eyes must dart everywhere as you're walking around looking <laughs> through, you must be like oh that'd be interesting who would that be interesting
1: uh yeah right. yeah i have recently just had some um broken uh safety glass shards oh, wow. delivered to me that's been it's been given to me um which is actually going to go towards another project in the future so yeah, I'm always looking for new and interesting materials to work with.
0: That's fantastic. I mean, you see art in what other people may see as junk, and uh,
1: very much so. Yeah. That,
0: that, that's great. Yeah, I've we've just been looking at your art now. I thought we'd make a point of going through some of your pieces before we be sort of started talking. And yeah, your your uh your part, your little section in, in the in this place is is a treasure trove of all kinds of different things. Your textile works, your weaving, uh, your paintings and things. It's amazing to see. Um Thank you. You know, it's really, really cool. Um So, like, what made you get into... Have you always been artistic? Uh, What made you get into
1: this? (coughs) Well, my mother, who I actually share a studio space with, is an artist. She um, was a lecturer at Shrewsbury School of Art for 29 years. Uh Um, I've always been a creative person, and a lot of my family are very creative as well. I didn't realise up until recently that my great-grandmother, Elizabeth Harris... Um, actually, uh, had an invite to go to art school at the age of 14. But because of the, uh, circumstances, and she was a little old Victorian lady, um, there wasn't money and girls weren't educated in that way and it, it didn't happen. Mm-hmm. Um, so, but I mean, up until the day she died, she was knitting teddy bears and creating and doing things and,
0: it's it's crazy how how much people were held back in them days you know oh yeah definitely how liberating it must be to be able to uh to go and just express yourself how the hell you like
1: yeah yeah I mean my story sort of started when I was a kid we didn't really have uh, much money growing up because it was just me and my mother Um, mother and daughter you know we had we had extended family we had my nan and that but but there was no you know brothers and sisters there was no father around um and so to you know pass the time we used to make and do
0: that's crazy that's and really cool that's
1: the way i've always been brought up is if you want something you make it you don't you don't necessarily have the money to go buy it you make it um a lot of my clothes all my school clothes were all made by my family and wow, a lot cool. of my toys and and it
0: helps i think it helps you make make you a better person i i, I believe so i mean if you've come from nothing and made something for yourself i think it makes you a yeah bit, you know
1: definitely gives you
0: a bit of a strength that you wouldn't have had if you'd have been given everything straight away you know yeah. um and it, it's great that you you had that upbringing because i mean a lot of kids in that situation you know put in front of a tv or absolutely you know, go outside absolutely. and play and a stick to <laughs> run around with you know <laughs> well you
1: know there was a lot of outside playing as well i had my bike and i had my friends up the street a whole gaggle of girls that lived in the street and we you know we were always um doing stuff together but but um on a saturday morning my mom actually started running a little club for us girls in the street where we all used to pile into the front room and get creative making things oh, um, and really stitching cool. we we made like door mice from Alice in Wonderland toys and embroidered mm-hmm. them and when my friends used to come around on the one evening a week we used to make bread and you know not only did I always have a love of um, being creative on an artistic level but also with food which I didn't necessarily want to go into the art world when I was a teenager when I was a teenager I wanted to be a chef all right. Okay. Um, and, uh, I did do food technology and food and nutrition. I didn't do art at school. Um, and it wasn't until after I left school, I had a, li- a very short stint at sixth form, which I loved the lessons. I really loved the lessons. I did religious studies. I did classics. I did design technology for a while until I switched to art. Um, the only problem was I was a complete and utter failure at sixth form because I couldn't put anything down on paper. Writing to me was just horrendous. Yeah. <laughs> so I'm just not academic in that way. Um, I have been, I, I, I have written, you know, some, some papers that were, you know, they were all right. They were okay. But, um, it's not in my nature. And I find, uh, painting and creating is actually a far more, Powerful communicator for myself. Yeah, yeah. um I, I've always struggled with sort of being able to communicate who I am, and I know that I've never really fitted the mould in groups of friends, etc. Yeah. A lot of the time, and, and, and this was my my escape, I guess.
0: And escape being the right word because I can imagine like on days where you just don't, I have days where I just don't want to deal with people. <laughs> yeah. uh, you know, I think we all have those days. Uh, and it's great for you to be able to just, just get lost in your art, right?
1: Mm, definitely. Are
0: they the best days or are they, are they the worst days? How does that work?
1: Well, um, they can be amazing days and sometimes they can be very mentally challenging. It just depends what it is that you're actually trying to create. Mm-hmm. Um, a lot of my work comes from my own past experiences, uh, my love of music, um, my love of food as well.
0: <laughs> and do you know what? Do you know some, like, some. I know a few chefs who would say chefs are artists too. You Absolutely, know? <laughs> they
1: really are. They really are. Um, I mean, after I left art school, I uh, was actually engaged to be married and got married. Unfortunately, that didn't work out quite the way it should. As life
0: can be. As life can
1: be. But um I you know, I started working in retail and I still work in retail. I've still got a part time job. But um for many years I actually ran the fresh food counters up at Tesco. In Halskirk.
0: Oh I'm Asda Brett. Uh, <laughs> <laughs>
1: well, I did actually work at Safeway first and that got taken over by Azda. So I was under the Asda umbrella for a few weeks before I ran away screaming yeah, yeah. and crying and got a job in printing. So <laughs> yeah,
0: less said about that the better. Yeah. <laughs>
1: but, but, um, I mean, I, I loved my job working with food and I was a chain fishmonger and, you know, it, it was a wonderful experience and I did it's it. For, life experience.
0: That's what it is. Absolutely. Yeah. But,
1: um, thank you, Testa, Tesco, for actually making me redundant because that gave me the opportunity to spread my wings and continue with
0: my <laughs> art. <laughs> and you know what I always say to people? I mean, I work with young people uh, and I say to people like, Yes, these machines like Asda, like Tesco, like all these big companies. Yes, they could be horrendous companies to work for. But uh, I remember when I moved to Telford, I had, I didn't know anyone. I had a bag of clothes. Sure. My mom put me up, you know. But working in a place like that, I managed to find instantly, bam, 200 friends, you know, people yeah. I can go drinking with. And some of these people are some of the best people I know today. I mean,
1: Absolutely. one of the first
0: people I started speaking to there is the the godson of my but my, my boy. Yeah. Uh, I was the best man at his wedding. You know, that, if any, it, take, and it gave me my wife as well. I met wow. my wife at Asda, you know, so they, they, in some crazy way. As do is kind of my life yeah, <laughs> you know, that's it, it happens that year. way
1: <laughs> you kind of get institutionalized with them um, working somewhere like that and i've got so many friends that are still there and um i miss them i do miss them every day yeah. but uh it's really great when you do actually get to see them and catch up with them
0: yeah 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 um I was going to say and we were talking about art school Uh, art art school's got this kind of stigma isn't it of kind of the rebellion you know you're not going to (laughs) art school you're going to be a doctor you know Uh, is that was that right is what was art school like
1: um okay well for me it might have been a little bit different to other people um because I was in one room and my mother was in the next room teaching her group. Oh, okay. And in my first year, my nan was even in there as well in the other room. So there was, <laughs> there was actually three of us there at the same time. What was it like,
0: was it teacher's pet or was it the opposite? No,
1: um, probably, probably actually the opposite. I had some amazing teachers, um, Graham, Maggie and, um, Peter Bishop absolutely brilliant that i really really took to yeah. um and obviously you know they worked with my mum. they knew who i was and i was always sort of felt okay am i only here because my mum's a teacher yeah that was always my you know my big hang up um and in my first year i could not have been any more supported I really couldn't. Um, some of, some of those teachers that were teaching me actually taught my mother, you know, they've been there that long. Wow. Um, and th- I mean, there was other teachers there that, you know, you don't get on with so well or they're a bit harder on you because they know who you are. Yeah. Um, and, but I mean, I got there of my own merit. Um, I managed to scrape a portfolio together. for my interview to actually get in while i was still at sixth form um so it it wasn't like i hadn't done the work to get in it wasn't a hey you're wendy's daughter have a free pass um at all but um there is always that kind of uh stigma of working alongside your mother and Going to the institution that she teaches at, and everybody knowing who you are, which is why when I um, paint, my work is signed Rebecca Sarah, not Becky Riddick. And like everyone knows me as Becky Riddick, and that's fine. But um, it, it's quite difficult to carve out your own identity when you've got a, a relative that's already well known for it's doing what they're doing. In yeah. yeah.
0: So what came after? Um, after you. You say you got made redundant from uh, Tesco. What happened then with your art?
1: Well, I'd gone through quite a bad breakup just before I'd left Tesco um, with someone I'd been with for a very long time. And um, they actually uh, moved quite close to me. Um, So I saw them all the time still
0: um, it was a one. very that's... difficult
1: time in my life. Yeah. And, um, I was actually very traumatized and I started off with this one idea. I got 30 quid in a pot in the bedroom and I thought, okay, what am I going to do with this 30 quid? So I actually went and bought myself some wooden jewelry boxes. Okay. And I, like I, I'd never really stopped. Producing art all the time between yeah. um, leaving art school, but it had never—I'd never had the time for it to take over. Yeah, uh, there was always something else, you know. Have, life, you, have life you got, was have you got to do way. that though?
0: Have you got to fully immerse yourself into it to be able to make something of it, or is it something you can just do on the side every now and again? I think you
1: know? it's down to the person. Yeah. Um, if you're going to be really serious about it, you, you kind of have to accept, okay, I'm never going to have a fast car. I'm never going to wear Gucci clothes. I'm, you know, I'm never going to be shopping for my dinner every night at Waitrose. Um, you have to be prepared to give up a lot. You have to be prepared to sacrifice a lot and you have to be prepared to kind of work. Work really hard to get where you want to be, and i 've always felt about ten years behind the rest of the world because i didn 't continue i didn 't go to university yeah. um at the time. I became quite ill after my second year after uh, my uncle passing away, and um it, Life just kind of stopped and sort of went on to autopilot for a long time um so it was um a sort of an unusual progression to be able to get to do what i wanted to do but because i was suffering with trauma again i bought these uh wooden jewelry boxes and i started painting these repeat patterns my friend uh lisa and um, well, my friends Lisa and Martin, they got married. They they don't live in Shrewsbury anymore, but they they got they came home to get married and I wanted to make some something for their for the wedding present. And I was told that Lisa was having um a veil with Spanish lace on it. Okay. So I did this sort of black and white pop art portrait and the background I sort of found some Spanish lace patterns and designs and I painted the background with these patterns. Um and then the patterns then started taking a life of their own and then parts of them would be used and other parts wouldn't, Till I started creating my own patterns. And I found um I don't know if it was self-therapy or something like that, but I was actually painting this pattern again and again and again and decided to start putting it onto jewellery boxes. Um and then I thought, oh, yeah, they're all right. And then a couple of friends saw them and were like, oh they're really nice. Can I have one? And I was like, what? You know, and they were like, yeah, no, no, we really, really want them. And all of a sudden, a 30 pound investment in jewellery boxes turned into me registering as being self-employed and, you know, really pushing myself because actually knowing that I could do it and people wanted, wanted my work.
0: That's amazing. I mean, that's, that's why everybody, every creator makes something so someone appreciates it, you know? Yeah. yeah. And, you know, if you make, it helps you get some money in the bank at the same time, <laughs> I'm pretty sure. Well, that's always a
1: bonus, <laughs> but you know, um, but my other half already jokes that I'm, uh, more famous and, Better off than Van Gogh is already because I've sold far more work than he did when he was alive. <laughs>
0: <laughs> I'm pretty sure he didn't have Amazon and social media. <laughs> no, Imagine no, probably did. not. <laughs> <laughs> um, that's really inspiring. I mean, look we were talking about how you, you were you, you said yourself you're academically challenged with writing and things like that. But I think you find that some of the some of the best artists out there. They, they reflect their, their kind of, their knowledge of the world in art. Yes. Um, and that's what I've just been seeing now through, I mean, you've got some amazing pieces there. Talk to us about Amy Winehouse. That, that is fantastic. <laughs> like, there's this amazing portrait of Amy Winehouse that Becky has. Um, what, where did that come from?
1: Okay. Well, um, I was, it was one of my sort of earlier pieces when I first started, um, professionally painting. Um, I because I was suffering with anxiety and trauma um, I found it a lot easier to paint people's portraits who were or are famous um, at certain points in their life when they're feeling something that I Feel too, yeah, and it's almost like it's um, yeah, but it's like I'm telling my story through a face that the public already recognise and know. Uh,
0: that's cool. Um,
1: it's it's far easier I've found over the years to be able to evaluate other people's lives rather than your own. <laughs> so um, that the, the painting of Amy Winehouse came about. Um, I was watching her Back to Black video. um um, and when she's walking through the graveyard and i i screenshot um her face on my ipad and um i decided that i wanted to do this portrait to show show where she was at at that point um but i mean she'd already she'd already passed away by that by that time um But I I didn't think anything of it. I actually thought that it was a little bit cartoony and I wasn't quite sure if I liked it or not. But then everybody said, that's great. That's amazing. That's, you know, that's, that's something really special. It might not be completely anatomically correct, but, um, it, it, that people have told me that it kind of holds a feeling that you can sort of see through her eyes.
0: Um, (laughs) yes, it's amazing because. Amy Winehouse, um, she she was a tortured soul, wasn't she? I mean, very much. And you know, she's she, her music was amazing. And we were just talking about before we recorded about this this uh, music machine that just churns up people regardless of their emotions and you know pumps tries to pump money out of them. Uh, but Amy Winehouse, she always seemed to show that kind of emotion on her face. Yeah, you, you know, it doesn't. She didn't have that charisma, that kind of. Uh, that it girl kind of look she she you could see how tortured she was and i think you you got that perfectly on that picture and i think i think that's (laughs) why people appreciate that you know
1: maybe they do Uh, but
0: and it goes back to you saying that's how kind of how you felt at the same time you know yeah
1: yeah it's really important
0: really important um so what happened with that painting then what where did that go
1: well uh one of the artists here called phil evans um he actually posted a video on Facebook of Amy singing an acoustic set and I put a message on there saying how much I missed her and then put a quick snap of that painting on and uh someone from the Amy Winehouse Foundation actually spotted it and asked me if I could send a print down for her her, her father Mitch um and apparently his wife, Jane, is very fond of that painting. So um apparently the prints that I sent hang in the offices at the Amy Winehouse Foundation. That's fantastic. So I feel very honoured just to have um a, a small part of myself in there.
0: It's your contribution, isn't it? You know, there's a lot of people that, that kind of connect with Amy Winehouse to a certain level, and that's your contribution to that. Absolutely, and, and that, that's really fascinating. And you know, there are so many pieces in your in, in your. Uh, what do you call these sections? Are they, are they They're
1: the, all our individual studios. Yeah, in your
0: studio. Yeah. Um, I mean, when I first started walking around here with my card, hi, I'm from the Shrewsbury Biscuit. you come on my show. I got I got walked around and I got introduced to a lot of people. But with you, I felt like an instant connection. Um, we started talking and I started talking about my experiences at the Dana and how, how that's helped me and... You as well, you've, you've, you've had a, you've got quite a connection with the, the Dana. That I've do. just been going through all the amazing <laughs> art you, you developed from that. And I think that's why I was like, Oh, I need to speak to this lady. <laughs> I need to speak to this lady. <laughs> um, so yeah, let's talk us through that because you, uh, there's one piece that always grabs my eye and I love it so much. Um, what, what, what's your connection with the dina tell everyone what's, what's going on there like.
1: well um I had a relative who was staying at his majesty's pleasure for on and off for quite a while um and I used to write to him He he's my cousin he's my second cousin yeah. and I'm very fond of him um I won't say his name because you know That's it's up to him if he wants to tell people who he is. Yeah, um, he knows who he is (laughs) if he's listening, (laughs) but um, but yeah, um, he had his issues, he had his troubles, and and he was in and out of there quite regularly for a spell. Yeah, um, and uh, I was writing to him, and you know, he he wrote back, and I adore him, and I still see him, and I adore him still. Yeah, um. And yeah, so it, it was quite strange. So when the prison first opened as a, I guess you could say, tourist attraction now, yeah. um, I had a relative that came to stay with me. So I I said, you know, do you want to go do this? Go and have a look around? Didn't even really think much of it. But I took one of the letters with me from my cousin, And it had got this number on the top of it, which was his prison number. And then it had got another number, which was A311, which was his cell. And um, so I went round. But I didn't realise that's what the number was at the time until one of the guys who was giving the tour, which was actually a former prison warden, um, actually told me. And so I actually got to go into his cell and spend some time there. And then when I told my mom that I'd been around the prison, she was like, Oh, I want to go. I want to go. <laughs> so I had to go back again. That, you know, um, so, <laughs> which, um, was a bonus for me. So I went again with my mother and did the same tour. And the guy who I'd, um, spoken to did the, tour again it was the same same tour guide and he was like i recognize you and i said yeah and i've just started doing all these paintings oh right right so i showed him some pictures and he was quite interested in them and then um my friend emma who i actually met at tesco and uh absolutely adore she she said to me when she found out that i've been in the prison said you know they're doing nights where you can stay over and sleep in the prison and I was like, yeah, I'm not doing that. I'll go on. You know, you really want to. And I said, oh, I can't do it, Emma. I, I really can't uh-huh. do it. She goes, "Why well, was to be afraid of. And, you know, this girl's fearless. She doesn't have any prejudgments about anything. So she she didn't know what to expect. She wasn't freaked out at all. Me, I was quaking in my boots. <laughs> but I did make an agreement with her that I would go and spend the night in the prison as long as we got to sleep in cell A311 on the top bunk, so I actually slept in my cousin's bed.
0: That must have been very, very strange for you, to uh, share a same, that same cell that he'd spent so much time in.
1: Yeah, know? it was, it yeah. was. It, but it was kind of comforting in a way, because it, it, it sort of felt like um, I wasn't alone in there. Yeah?
0: Yeah. That's cool. I keep saying it's cool. That's, that's interesting, that's what I should be saying. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, And that inspired you to do these amazing pieces of art, because... They are amazing, thank like, you. And I, I think they're your stronger pieces. I, I, I can't explain it, but I just I feel they they do. Maybe it's because of my experiences at the prison. They kind of shout out to me. Maybe. I don't know if that's how art works. I'm not a big. I'm, I'm not. I don't understand art per se. I'm trying to understand it now. You know. I mean, I, I, that everybody understands art to a degree, don't they? Yes. You know. But I mean, that is why it stands out to me. I guess. Um, you got this amazing piece where you've got the. Uh, the, the, the glass on the door and yeah. you've got somebody peeking through that's fantastic what was all that? What was that?
1: well me and Emma were walking uh, around the A wing on the fourth floor top yeah. level and it was pitch black and it was probably the best part of the early hours of the morning somewhere maybe even 4am or something like that yeah. and um, there was a husband and wife that were camping out in a, a cell Yeah. And, uh, they thought it would be really funny to keep their light off and then wait for somebody to walk past and then jump out at them and bang on the door, which absolutely scared the life out of me. It really did. Um, but of course, the, the, the actual image came from a photograph I took of him laughing the other side of the door because he got us. (laughs) (laughs) but it it, because of the dirt on on the glass and the reflection of the flash and you know the circumstances of the poor lighting when i actually turned the image into a black and white print as opposed to a color photograph it kind of looked like he'd got three mouths and you couldn't really tell which side of his face he was looking with so it, it kind of turned and developed into this um very peculiar looking sort of monster behind the door
0: (laughs) wow very interpretive very interpretive um so how's it going with with your with your gallery with your studio are are you are you selling a lot is it is it sustaining itself
1: um it sustains itself yeah um as well as doing um actual artwork i run a lot of workshops um I, I was part of the summer school that we run here for 11 to 19 year olds, uh, this summer. So I actually taught a class of my own. Um, and I've, I've run various workshops in the region. Um, one of which was at Wrexham at the Acton Resource Centre earlier on in this year. I
0: know Wrexham very well. <laughs> yeah.
1: Um, well, I've got a lovely group of ladies and gentlemen up there. Um, who I I did an emulsion printing workshop with, and um, I will be having a new exhibition very very shortly. Um, and uh, some of their work will actually be included in it because they asked me to set them a challenge. So that th- I've given them a bit of a project to do. And, uh, th- and do
0: you meet people at these workshops where you're like, wow, you know, the, the you can see like. Absolute talent in people. and yes. You think these guys are gonna be better than anyone I know. Yes. Yeah. yeah <laughs> yes. But you see that quite a bit. Um, I bet that's inspiring, right? You're helping these people develop their their their, their skills.
1: Yeah. I mean, I'm not <laughs> a formally trained teacher by any means, but I do run workshops. I I, I teach them what I know, um, and I teach them the skills that I can pass on, and in a in a way that's really kind of um, it's great fun. But it is also quite uh, wonderful to be able to pass the knowledge on to other people. Yeah, And, um, yeah, I mean, p- people get inspired and bounce ideas off each other all the time, especially in Participate as well, when you've got so many artists working together in a in a small yeah. space. Um, but, well, not that small. It's actually quite big, yeah. <laughs> but... Um, but, but yeah, I mean, it, it is great. And you do see people with other talents as well, um, that inspire you. So you can get just as much out of it as, as they can get from you.
0: And I think it's really important. And I wish I could, I wish I could, I can't say force the youth to get involved, but kind of just drag them in here and be like, just, just do something because. You know, you see so many troubled souls in here. You know, there's, there's, there's kids that are used to being violent or that, that they've lived the, the life of, a, of, of, you know, what's the best way to put it. They're used to acting out with their mates. Yeah. You know, but they've got, they've got these skills. You know, there's people that are angry. And I say to people all the time, like, just do something with it. Yeah. You know, write, uh, do music, draw something. Because I think as soon as you... It reminds me of uh, there's a scene in Harry Potter where they draw stuff out of people's heads with the wands, <laughs> and I imagine I imagine like you putting a bit of your subconscious onto a page or onto a, a piece of music or something. It might just help you kind of level out a bit, you know.
1: It certainly helped me. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I wasn't exactly the m- the best well you know most well behaved child. Yeah. Well, as a child, apparently, I was very cute and quiet and reserved. But as a teenager, I was a terror. You were a rebel. <laughs> I was, I was proper bad. Yeah. yeah.
0: Well, <laughs> what what, what we, what we're we talking about in, in that sort of stance? Are we talking punk rock? Are we talking? Uh just bad behavior what are we talking boys are we talking what we we're we talking here?
1: yeah pretty much well all of that <laughs> yeah
0: <laughs> got it in one scene yeah um
1: no i mean i never did anything completely reckless to hurt anybody else i was just very good at upsetting and hurting myself i think
0: going with the flow and yeah making the bad mistakes that we all tend to are you are you from Shrewsbury originally
1: yeah well, well yeah i mean my mother's family uh all from Shrewsbury. Um, but when my mum had me, she was married and living in Worcester, but okay. it didn't last long. So she brought me home. I was only a baby. Yeah. So, yeah. I mean, you could pretty much well say I'm 95% Shoesbury brawn and bred. Yeah, I've <laughs> heard
0: that quite a bit. I mean, I, I interviewed Simon Bell, who's an author, and he was like, uh, I'm a, I'm a Salopian. Uh, I, you know, I came here from when I was young, and I wouldn't see myself living anywhere else. Uh. And that's, that's why I did this show is to understand why people get drawn here and never want to leave. Cause I, I feel the same. You know, I'm not from Shrewsbury, but I absolutely love this place. You know, it's um, a beautiful time. Yeah. And you are, you do, you guys, I mean, yourself and everybody here at participate are helping, helping the community. Uh, whether it's through inspiration, through the workshops you do. Uh, and I think the town owes you, uh, you know, quite, a, quite a good death you know because i just wish we can get more people in here when when are the busiest sort of times here when when do you get this place full on people
1: (laughs) the the, we always have exhibitions here so the front of the building is open um tuesdays to saturdays 11 till 5 unless we are closed to swap over and hang hang an exhibition. Um, But the first Saturday of the month, we have open studios where you can actually come and walk around the building and artists will be working in their space and they will open their doors to you and you can go in, have a look, um, you know, and actually meet and interact with the artists while they're doing their thing which is you know it's great especially if you're an art student in the town and you want to have the communication with working artists in your local area. Um, We also have a repair cafe as well here which is on the third Saturday of every month where you can actually bring in anything that's broken at home and we've got a great team of people who will Come and fix it for you for a wow. small donation, and there's usually some lovely hot food going as well at the same time. So you wow. can always stick around and have a nice big bowl of soup.
0: What's the guy's name that does all the science fiction stuff? I met him, Reuben Armana. I don't know why I always forget his name. about <laughs> so because I'm such an awe of this guy. I remember coming here this the uh, science fiction Star Wars exhibition here. He was a great guy. Um, yeah. I, I love this place. Uh, I, I know, you know, I'd love to do more shows here. Um, have you had many sort of famous artists come in and hang up an exhibition to draw people in, or was it just local?
1: Um, We've mainly had local artists come in to put shows on, but we do get a lot of outside artists come in and do artist talks. So on the first Saturday of the month, as well as having open studios, usually around two o'clock in the afternoon, dependent on the artist, we actually get people in from all over the country to come in and talk about their work oh that's good um so you can actually come in and have a free lecture with somebody um sometimes we only get a few people in sometimes it's really busy um but it it does depend you know they all do completely different things um we had a very good talk not so long ago by a guy from um sort of the birmingham area who did sort of performance art oh wow and uh, you know we we have loads of great talent in the area and in the country as well. And we're trying to bring as much as we can of it to, yeah. to the, our local area.
0: Um, I saw, um, this is just complete like ninety degree segue out of here. Like but um I saw this great piece in the in the news recently about Banksy.
1: <laughs> yeah, I've been talking about that with my mother.
0: <laughs> so he, he he had this piece that sold for like one point one million pounds and as soon as the deal was done and the money had gone through it it shredded itself.
1: Absolutely.
0: What do you think about this? Because I think it's fantastic. I
1: think it's brilliant. I really, really do. Um, Banksy's one of those artists who some people either get or you really don't. Yeah. But, um, everything I've seen of his, um, I, I, I love. Um, people think that street artists are kind of menaces who just go around destroying stuff but actually you find that when you get to the point where people are cutting out pieces of wall just to try and preserve his work there's really something quite wrong with society
0: See, uh, Banksy is amazing because he's an anarchist, but he's an anarchist that cares. He, yeah. He talks about things that really do matter. I mean, that, one of my favorite pieces is the girl. Is, uh, is, it, the, is it the girl, the guy throwing the, the bottle of flowers? The flower something? bomber. Yeah. yeah. It's amazing. I've it's...
1: actually got that on a jar at home, yeah. and a kitchen jar with rice in it, and it's got a picture of the flower bomber on the front, which I love. <laughs> <laughs>
0: okay so like speaking about like people like banks here is this is there an artist out there that inspires you or you know it doesn't have to be out there now i mean a lot of famous artists have come and gone is there anybody that inspires you
1: oh there's a lot um yeah. i mean you you get inspiration from all around you and i get inspired by the people i work with as well as you know the big sort of yeah mad grand master names um but, uh, I suppose, I mean, I saw an exhibition a few years ago at the Royal Academy, um, of David Hockney and okay. the colours and the landscapes are just, just incredible. And the size and the sheer scale of his work is, is something pretty special. Um, I love Banksy. I yeah. do love Banksy. Yeah. Um, but, uh, I, rem- I remember when I was in New York when I was about 18. I went to this one art gallery, and they got uh, all this, you know, wonderful masters, and uh, they, they got this Van Gogh painting that was kind of in a room on its own, and it was so crowded with tourists, I couldn't actually see it. I yeah. couldn't couldn't get anywhere near it, and I've never been in an art gallery where anyone has done this for me before, but there was this huge, tall black American um, security guy standing there and he actually moved a chair for me to be able to stand on it so I could see over the people now I've got in trouble before in Paris when I've been drawing in places like the Louvre when I've tried to sit down on the floor just to sketch something and they've gone no 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 get up get up and I've never had an experience where somebody's actually moved a chair so I can stand on it before um just to see a painting and it was worth it it really was it was breathtaking
0: I mean, I'm a fan of like uh, history and things. So, I, I mean, I've been to Venice, I've been to Bruges, some amazing things. And you go to see like the Madonna, for example, and you go see that, and it's just crowds of people around, and it's really hard to go and see. and It makes you hate people a little bit more, <laughs> doesn't it? Like, you're like well, by the way, I want to see. You know, um, I'm. I'd, I mean, I don't know if it's because they're just because they were taught. In school, but I'm a big fan of, of Dali. I love Dali and um, and Geiger. I think that's his name. Geiger. Geiger. Um, yeah. I love intricate pencil work. I think it's amazing, and he's like one of the best. I mean, I lo- I like the old um, Asterix comics and things with all the <laughs> detail, and oh, I love things like that. Um, so, so um where where do we go from here? Uh, what do we do now? What, what's the future hold for? Wow.
1: Becky? Well, um, I've got this. New exhibition coming out. Yeah. Tuesday, the twenty third of October, it starts, which okay. is actually here at Participate Contemporary Art Space. Okay. In the Riverside Shopping Centre, so please come along. Okay. Um, this is the polar opposite of my last exhibition, all about Shrewsbury Prison, where it was all about containment and um, the containment of life. This is just straight out there this is running around the world um celebration of travel and being able to get out and do stuff
0: the sound of music yeah the hills (laughs) hills are alive yeah
1: um (laughs) yeah possibly um well about two years ago i um sold my car and bought a vw camper oh wow and, um, a lot of this exhibition is, uh, landscapes and, um, views of places that I've seen locally. Wow. And, uh, we've got paintings from Bala Lake. We've got, um, Carding Mill Valley.
0: Oh, I love the two of my favorite places. <laughs> I love Barlow. It just disappears, doesn't it, over the horizon. And then Carding Mill Valley is just miles of just, you
1: know, Absolutely. Welsh coastline. Um, but then I've also got, um, work from my holidays abroad as well. So I'm really excited about the work that I've done on Greece because I had this amazing holiday uh, just over a year ago to Corfu. I went to stay I've in a- Akaravi well. in the wow. north and it was just the most beautiful place I've ever seen. amazing colours there, right? Oh, stunning, absolutely uh, yeah. stunning. Um, and then this year, I've only just got back sort of in the last week or two, um, I went to Turkey
0: Oh, All okay. right.
1: And um with um Turkey I didn't like it so much as I did Greece, Greece I'm afraid okay. but we did get to spend the day in Rhodes which was really wonderful. And also um there is the next to where we were staying there was a ghost town or what is referred to as a ghost town but it's actually called Kayakoi. And Kayakoi was Um, a Greek settlement in Turkey up until the early 1920s, sort of 1922, 23, when they had a population change. And a lot of the Greeks were kicked out of Turkey and sent home, and a lot of the Turks were sent back to Turkey from Greece. And um, this town was sort of built, I I believe um, that the settlement was as old as about 3,000 years. Um, But, I mean, the houses that were there at that point were not not that old but um they were the whole town has just been like completely left abandoned and to rot um it got looted apparently when um it was first abandoned and it has suffered a couple of earthquakes i believe as well so there's just fragments of war an amazing atmosphere yeah. yeah it was just incredible um which i've brought back a few little bits um, that I found, cause as well as having all the paintings, uh, I'm a massive treasure hunter. So I've been collecting bits of, um, broken china and coins and stones and all sorts of weird and wonderful that's things amazing. on my travels. Um, which actually that's probably my other arse fault because he used to be a laborer and, um, he, he, he's recently changed his jobs, but, but he's always been one for sort of pulling things out of the ground that he finds. I'll keep that. For later. <laughs> <laughs> Usually bits of broken bottle and china, you know, um or natural glass and yeah, things like that. Yeah, yeah, you know. So uh, a, as well as as well as a, a lot of the paintings um of the places that I've been to, then there are fragments of the places that I've been to as well. So I actually bought parts of the the, wow, the world amazing. home, if you like.
0: So what was the date of that exhibition again?
1: It starts on Tuesday the 23rd of October and it runs until November the 10th and it's Tuesday to Friday, 11 till 5.
0: Okay, well, I think this show is going to go out on the... I was going to put it out on the 10th to try and get get people in. Uh, <laughs> 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 but, you know, um, is that going to be up in, in your studio continuously or was it just then?
1: It's not going to be in the studio. It's actually going to be in the whole of this front exhibition space. Okay. So it's going to be quite a big... Quite a big but you know, thing. if you're
0: if you're listening to this after the exhibition, make sure you come speak to Becky about it. I'm pretty sure she can uh, she can help you out with uh, showing you a few pieces or talking about what Absolutely. we're talking about. Absolutely, yeah. the
1: work the work is not going anywhere. It will be in my studio after the exhibition. Absolutely, so.
0: and that's what I love about this place is everyone's so friendly, so open. And you know, when I first came in, it's really hard to try and walk in with a business card and be like, "Hi, can I talk to you about the Shrewsbury?" But you look like a businessman. People are like, uh. and you got like five. <laughs> Seconds to sell yourself <laughs> quickly, or I'll always get told to do one. Um, but straight away, people are like, "Oh my god, that's amazing!" So I got you know everybody's so friendly. So people, if you listen to this, pop your head in and speak to people because uh, they're well, very, 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 very welcoming. Um, so, like, I've got a question here that I always ask people. Um, what do you like to do to distract yourself from this? But wow. I guess this is the distraction, isn't it? Or do you uh, sometimes need to put, put everything aside for, I mean, with me, with podcasting, and sometimes it's nice to just, it's like, it's like, I guess, taking off your shoes. Sometimes it's nice to just switch off social media, put the mic over that on for one side and just sit and do nothing. Is mm. it the same for artists?
1: Um, I think it differs from person to person. I mean, I work part time as well in uh, retail. I got a 20 hour job. So, um, y- you know, you, 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 you have that as well. Um, so sometimes the art can be a distraction from real life. Yeah. Um, but then sometimes you need to distract a distraction from the distraction. And yeah. uh, recently I've been doing an awful lot of crocheting at home in front of the telly, but I love, music music is like one of my passions in life cooking is one of my passions in life i mean even though i never took it up professionally um as a chef i still love cooking um and uh, a film as well yeah so yeah i'm
0: i'm, I'm i kind of go in phases i mean sometimes i go for like a comic book phase i'll sit and i'll just read comic books till yeah early hours of the morning. sometimes i'll, I'll Music. I've always been music. I love my music. Yes. But sometimes I'll be like into my movies, sometimes podcasts. I'll, I'll, I'll like save up a load of podcasts to listen to. You know, it, go, it goes in waves for me. Um, and so I, I get that, you know. Um, have you got something that you'd like to, I suppose we've already covered. Um, your, your exhibition, but is there anything else you'd like to plug? Uh, anything you'd like to try and say Maybe it's participate or. You know, uh, well,
1: after my exhibition finishes on November the tenth, I believe we're going to be having um, a, a group exhibition for the Christmas period. Okay. You will be allowed to come in and purchase. So, if you've got anything that you're particularly looking for for a Christmas present that you can't find please pop in and have a look or have a word with one of our artists because we do all take commissions as well. <laughs>
0: well, uh, wife, if you're listening to this, wife, uh, I've already told Becky about a small piece that I really want to own, so <laughs> bear that in mind, please. <laughs> yeah, come and say hello. <laughs> um, what would you say to anyone that's aspiring to go into to art, whether it's someone that's in art college already or somebody that hasn't, been to art college? Is it something that you can just do, or do you need that education, or just to just do it?
1: You know, um, I mean, a lot of the stuff that I've done over the years is all self-taught. Yeah. Um, y- you don't have to have a formal education to be creative. Um, there are a lot of people, a lot of talented people out there who have not been to art school, who um, you know have not had the opportunity to have a go. And all I can say to you is come on down and have a go. We, You know, I mean, we're always running workshops around here. Um, We're actually, um, we've joined a a, a sort of a a movement called The Big Draw, which is going on this month as well, where you can actually pop in and come and have a go with one of our artists. Um, The Big Draw is sort of led by our artist Phil Evans. Um, but, but we will be running workshops over.
0: So what happens there then? Do you you, you supply the, the stuff or do you have to bring your own stuff? No, no,
1: no, no. It's all, it's all here ready for you. That's you just really have to good. turn up and have a go. It's like a national event that we've sort of uh, coincided with. And, uh, it's, it's really worth coming down and, and, and just. You know, if you want to try something out, if you want to speak to one of our artists or if you've got an idea that you don't know how to progress with, it's always it's always worth coming down and having a chat with someone. Well, if we don't know um, or if we haven't got a person here who does that particular skill, the chances are we know somebody who does. So it's always worth coming in and asking. Um, never, never let anybody tell you that you can't do anything. I myself have suffered with a condition with my eyes, um, which is why I developed my emulsion printing part. So I, you know, work from photographs because I've got um, a, an issue with my eyes. I can't actually see through both eyes at the same time. So to um, see distance, um. In, angles that sort of thing it really doesn't work for me
0: depth perception is a bit off yeah yeah
1: very much so i mean i could draw you a lovely eye and then i could draw you a lovely another (laughs) another lovely eye and a nose and then i step back at it and think oh dear i've just drawn a monster because they're not even in the right place (laughs) so you know there are means and ways of being able to get around shortcomings or um a, a, a lack of ability um I mean, we, we, we do actually have a group here who come every Friday morning, um, Art Studio One, that's run by Tanya Ray Weber, and um, uh, that's um, an art club for people of all abilities as well. So, good. Um, you know, we, we we do a lot here um, for the wider community, and we try and get everybody involved. That is why we're called Participate, because we want people to come and participate not only are we here to sort of promote our own work and our own shows and and, and what we're doing, but we actually want people to come and, and join in. It's a
0: thing of beauty, and that's why I'm in awe of this place. And like with you saying about, you know, don't let anybody tell you, uh, that you can't do it. Don't, don't let yourself tell you either, because like, that's like, the biggest hurdle. <laughs> yeah. Cause Be- Becky's a, an example of, of how art can help with anxiety and depression, you know. And that's, like you said, that's a huge hurdle to go through. Sometimes just sitting there and putting what you're feeling onto a piece of paper. Um, and you know, just even if it makes one person smile, uh, even if it makes yourself feel better, it's worth giving it a go. So, you know, uh, if if you do come walking past this place at Riverside uh, and you've never been in here, just pop your head in, just come and have a look. Because there's all I'm looking around now. And there are all kinds of different things around here that you can have a look at, you know?
1: Absolutely. Um, And
0: if you, even if you just like science fiction, Ruben is great. If you like uh, all kinds of different textures and, and feelings and and Becky's, you get, you know, so there's so many people here. How many artists do you have like here? Wow.
1: Um, well, um, I know that there's over 20 of us that actually work in the building. Some of us have got our own studios. Some of us work in other people's studios. Um, and we, we, I actually started off here as a mentored artist. I, I wasn't classed as, a, you know, a full-time, full-time artist. I was on a mentoring scheme, and I did three years mentoring uh, as a mentored artist before I actually became. You know, a proper participate artist. So I actually started from scratch right at the beginning. Yeah, that's, that's,
0: that's that's kind of expected though, isn't it? But you got there, you did it. I
1: did, I did. And I, you know, I'm, I'm very proud of what I have achieved over the last few years. And I'm, I'm very proud of what we've all achieved at participate as well. And it's going from strength to strength. It's getting bigger and bigger and bigger. Um, and, and, you know, Hopefully, I know that eventually they are going to be knocking down a Riverside Centre. Um, the, the, there's all, always that, you know, how long have we got here? But as I, um, a CIC, a community interest company, which is what we are, we are hoping to, you know... After Riverside, we are hoping to continue with what we've, we've already got well, going Well, I hope
0: so too. And I, I think hopefully this show will go out and, and generate a lot of interest and we can, uh, we can rally around and, and sort you out. Um, I was going to say something and I completely forgot. <laughs> <laughs> it's funny how that happens with, uh, with with podcasting.
1: I have got a future project lined up. You have? I have. Um, Ooh, tell us about it. Well, um, it's not not really been up for discussion yet. As in, it won't be started until January. However, uh, my mother and I have decided that because we've had some, um a relative, well, a relative of ours, my mother's cousin has been writing our family tree. We've decided to. Um, use some of the information that we've got from our family tree and uh, actually do an exhibition hopefully within the next two years called DNA which is all going to be including people in our family people we are related to famous ones infamous ones not so famous ones
0: people don't realize do they until they actually have a look who they're kind of related to no and I believe you
1: me I was very shocked and surprised
0: I got a friend, um, I wouldn't say his name. I got a, a friend who found out he was actually related to the royal executioner. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> and his actual surname is of that title. So it was, just crazy. Was like no denying it. Wow. You know? Um, but yeah, the, the, one last question before we go. What does, what does Shrewsbury mean to you?
1: Oh gosh. Shrewsbury's home. Shrewsbury yeah. is home. Um, I've lived here as long as I can remember I've grown up here uh I've gone to school here I've got married here I've got divorced here I've um you know had great times I've had bad times and uh my family is very important to me and I have got or did have one of the largest ones in the county um uh, since since uh my great nan passed away many many years ago then obviously doesn't count anymore Mm because it gets broken into the next generation down but um it's home you know um good things happen here bad things happen here all the time um i think it's a shame that the town is starting to flail well it has been flailing for a while um with you know smaller businesses and and but but we've had great opportunities here of taking over empty shops and and turning them into something but i just want to see a bit more life and have people stop buying stuff off amazon and ebay all the time and actually start supporting your that's, local artists and your local businesses because yeah. the people in this town yeah. do really matter
0: huge passion of mine and that's why we create the biscuit is just try and give people a bit of a boost you know, even if it's just a little one, we're going to take you guys and we're going to take you from down here and put you up here because this show is going to be the most listened to podcast in the whole world. Absolutely. Of course. <laughs> of course it is. Well, thank you very much, Becky. You're it's more been than a, welcome. You've been an amazing guest. Uh, thank you for opening up as well and sh- coming walking through the rain, opening up this place, <laughs> showing me your artwork, making me a great cup of coffee as well. has got me through the show because my throat is starting to die again. You know? <laughs> 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 and uh, hopefully we'll be able to do something again in the future, you know, I'd Absolutely. love to have you on. Uh, you know, we got we got more than two mics, so maybe we can get you and a couple of our artists in here, and we can have a, a good ging as they say. Um, but thank you very, very much. You're more than I really welcome. It. Anytime. Uh, guys uh, if you wouldn't mind I'd like you to give this show a like and a share and a subscribe give us some love because at the same time you're giving Shrewsbury some love so a bit of emotional blackmail for you there <laughs> <laughs> uh, make sure you check out our social media we're on uh, Facebook and Instagram at uh, the Shrewsbury Biscuit podcast. uh, On Twitter we're the Shrewsbury B1 because I couldn't quite fit our name into it so (laughs) I don't know. It's the Shrewsbury B1. That may change but that's our Twitter. Uh, Thank you very much Becky. Uh, Thank you much everyone. Make sure you tune in next week. Thank you. Peace out.